Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Perspective Transformation Radio, enjoying its 10th anniversary, often the number one live airing broadcast on Blog Talk Radio, and reaching a global audience of over 185,000 listeners. During this hour-long interview-style program, you'll meet Perspective Transformers, who come to share their most pivotal, life-changing insights and aha moments, offering you instant access to life, leadership, and God-loving seismic shifts of your own. We encourage you to invite friends to join you here now, or share quotes with attribution, and also reach out to our sponsor, WomenSpeakers.com. WomenSpeakers.com is the most popular online connecting place for Christian event planners and Christian women speakers since 2002. I'm your host, Marnie Swedberg, and I encourage you to grab a notepad and get ready to meet today's Perspective Transformer. Welcome, welcome. This is Marnie. So excited to have you with us today. And we're going to be having a great hour today talking about the power of resilience with our guest, Victoria Shaunmi. We're so excited to have her with us. And during the next hour, you're going to discover why your definition of failure is probably not serving you very well and how to replace it. How to hold on to a success mindset when everything appears to be falling apart. The number one reason you give up your power and how to stand in it regardless of any threat. Why your success is closer than you think and what to do while you're waiting. How to prepare for your big break. And the power of rewards and how to maximize them in your life. Victoria is the co-founder of Destiny Star Ministries International, ministering beside her husband, Pastor Venga Shunumi. She presents practical, down-to-earth teachings, and her passion to empower women is unwavering. She's an RN, MSN, and has an MBA, and you can follow her on Twitter. Welcome to you, Victoria. So great to have you with us this afternoon. Hello. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It is my pleasure to be here with you this afternoon. Oh, and it is so great to have you. And I'm holding your beautiful book, The Power of Resilience. And (laughs) what prompted you to write this book? Oh, my goodness. So there is quite a few stories uh, behind that. But one of the main things is pretty much to share uh, with other people how they can come out of anything uh, how they can develop their resilience with, through anything, through the past, through the tough times, and still be able to be successful in everything and anything that God has given to them. You know, I have gone through quite a few things, and I have discovered that uh, being resilient and just being persistent has really helped me, and actually also uh, looking uh, I mean, just following some mentors who have helped me. So that's why I just like, no, mm-hmm. I can share some and I can be an inspiration to other people that it doesn't matter what you've gone through. It doesn't matter what is happening right now. You can still have your best life. Amen. Amen. So let's go <laughs> ahead and dive right in. So let's talk about um, failure I love talking about failure um, and why why the definition that most people work from is not really very helpful. So first of all, you know, the definition of failure is that you have actually missed the attainment of a particular thing, of a goal or a target. So how do you think about it? 
Abby, exactly. I mean, and you are right. Failure is not like a loss. It's just like you finding a way that thing is not working. Probably you try, you're trying to achieve something, and the route at which you are taking is not actually getting you to the result that you wanted. So it's just like you just missing the mark and just have to find still few things to be able to get the expectations, to be able to get the desired outcome. So don't feel like just for you to be able to reassess yourself and see where you're missing the point and just get back to it and fix it and get the expectation you really want to get. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there's a definition that I like. Um, called, it goes, uh, fail, failure is feedback. Just that real simple. Failure is feedback. And it's just like you said, it's just showing you that this way this particular way that you tried to accomplish that didn't work. Exactly. Yeah. And so as we, as we think of failure, we have to face the, face the reality that when we are in a situation that appears bad, that appears to be a failure, that we are the ones responsible to reposition, to reposition that. So how do you do it? So you have invested, let's just say, you have invested all kinds of time and maybe resources, maybe money into something that you're pretty sure God called you to do, and you're down the road a little bit, and it's just not working. You're working at it, but it just seems to be not working. So what do you do when facing a failure like that? Yes, uh, you know, I have uh, I have quite some experience in that. And even before going to, like, the spiritual aspect, I remember, you know, when I was in college, I was going, I was studying to become a registered nurse. You know, I spent years in college to prepare myself to be able to graduate and then be able to work as a professional RN. And when I finished, I did the prep exam. And with the prep exam, I really did very well on that. And I was so happy, like, oh, you know what, just sit for this state board exam, I'm going to do very well. Well, I sat down for the state board exam, the NCLEX, to pass and be able to have the license to to practice as a registered nurse. So the first time I did the exam, I failed. I mean, that was like, to me, I wasn't expecting that. Like, I was in college for like mm-hmm. almost four years. All of my classes, I did pretty well. I mean, I have, I had a job kind of like waiting for me that if I can pass the exam, I'll get a job, you know. So I was really down. I was like, okay, I got myself together, and then I re-registered for the exam again, and I prepared again. You know, I sat down, I took all the time, and I prepared myself. I mean, to myself, then I have tried everything that I could try. I prepared for the second time to write the exam, the state board, the NCLEX, to become a registered RN. So when I did it the second time, and I failed, guys, I'm telling you, like, what you spent four years <laughs> in college for, <laughs> Aww, it wasn't so funny at all. Mm-hmm. I know, right? So I'm like, I put all of my effort in. I, I mean, I was kind of like, oh, I was shot. I was destabilized. And then they said, like, you know what? You can do this again. You just have to reassess yourself, reevaluate how you started, reevaluate your skills in 
answering test questions. The way you answer some questions are different. You have to reevaluate uh, the way you think through questions, the way we respond to the questions. And things now begin to come to me. So I kind of like, you know what? Now I need a new way of studying. I need a new way of mm-hmm. tackling this exam. I need a new strategy to be able to prepare for this. Pretty, that was just telling me that all I have done before wasn't good enough. I needed more than that. And so now I began to think, what else can I do? And at that time, what I did, I actually have to register for like a refresher class to kind of, because now it's been like a few months out of school, <laughs> to kind of like just get myself back in that moment again. And I took the refresher class. I plan my schedule, how I go to the library, how I study. I have schedule. I mean, everywhere in the house. And I tell people, and they keep me accountable for everything that I did. And let me tell you guys, by the time I sat down for the third exam, I mean, it was just like that. I ate it. I worked. I passed the exam. I was very successful. So when failure happens in life, it is just like for you, look at what you have done wrong. It's just telling you that there is something that you are missing. And when, and when you look at what is it that I'm missing, because number one, you have a goal in mind. You have the end in mind. You have the destination you are trying to, uh, to arrive at. I'm trying to get the license so I can practice, you know, as a professional. So I have that in mind. And I was like, I already have a standby job, you know, and they already tell me what the salary is going to be. And already, I'm already, like, imagining myself you know, making that money and the effect on my family at that time. So I was like, oh, my God, I have to do all I have to do to be able to get past this. And so when failure comes, have this big, bigger picture in your mind. What is it that you're trying to achieve? Try to be in that moment. Like what will happen if I can just pass this setback and, 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 just, and just be in reality of this expectation of this achievement, that we give you the momentum to be like, what is it that I need to do to be able to, uh, to pass, to go over this hump, over this bump, and be able to get to that final destination. So just having that big picture, having that big picture right there, and just look at way of just going beyond what you're currently doing, and like I said, having resources, having people to be of assistance to you, to be of help, to share you on, to inspire you, listening to things, those things we actually help you to be able to go over any setback in terms of failure if to achieving your major accomplishments in life. Mm, yeah, it's beautiful. And I like to remember, too, sometimes it's a timing issue um, another def- my definition of fail is uh, faithfully advance in love, in God's agape love, faithfully advance in love. And if we think of the story of Abraham and Sarah, or again of David, King David, uh, both of those, both of those uh, people, Abraham and David, were given a promise by God, but they, it, it looked like they were failing, like they were not getting it, you know. <laughs> Years and years and years, even Joseph, I mean, so many people in the Bible, um, it looked like they were a failure. And even I think of Jesus, you know, when he, when he was getting into his mid-20s and he's still just a carpenter, 
and he's supposed to be, you know, saving the world and all that. Um, a lot of times, the thing that feels like a failure to us is just a training ground. This is, you can't go on to the next thing yet because it isn't time. It doesn't have anything to do with you not uh, doing your part. It has to do with this is part of your part, you know. Uh, it'd be like It'd be like a woman getting pregnant and saying, now I'm pregnant, I have to have the baby this weekend or I'm doing something, I'm failing. Uh, that would be ridiculous. You have to wait to the whole mm-hmm. gestation uh, period. So uh, if you're listening and you're like, well, I've been doing it. I've been looking. I've been trying to see what else to do and everything. But you're still sure that God's calling you to it. Then you wait. Then you just walk on and you learn what he has for you. You do, you do the service that you're doing where you are right now until he shows you the next step. So I love that. And, and I, I think I think that understanding understanding failure from God's perspective is Mm -hmm. so critical to our peace and joy in life. Exactly. It is. I mean, like you say, you know, uh, and it's one of the fruits of the spirit, patience. You know, when you, at that time, you are waiting, it it is like a training ground for you because until uh, we're able to manage one level before we can step up. And God right. always allows us that time to get better, to have the skills. So when we get to the next level, we, we are very successful. You know, it's like, um, for, for example, like my son, maybe my son is 12 now, and he's asking me, Mom, let me drive your car. Let me drive your car. <laughs> right. And that is what he wants, right? You know, but he has to wait. It's not at that age yet. If I give him my car key, what am I expecting for, to happen? So in, sometimes uh, God allows us to wait so we can go through the process so we can learn, we can mature. Right. So that when those things happen, we're now able to manage it. Our skills is well-developed. Our characters are well-developed. We're able to manage people. We're able to manage mm-hmm. different things. So it's just a waiting period. And at that time, we're just exhibiting that fruit of the spirit, patience. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's talk about... Um, a time when everything was falling apart and you were able to hold on to a success mindset. Uh, so uh, I loved your story about your nursing weight. What's another time when you had to really choose to hang on? Yes. So another time that uh, I really have to wait to, to hang on was, uh, you know, uh, right now, uh, we are in Houston, my family is in Houston, but prior to us moving to Houston in 2014, we've lived in New York, so we lived in New York, uh, Long Island, New York. And so it's like what uh, I've been used to in the environment. We uh, we have the we are part of a ministry there, and uh, and now God is now saying it is time to move to the next level. And I was like, no, you know, you've invested everything and all of those, and then now coming to like a new territory. Uh, in Houston, we have no family here, we have no one, mm-hmm. but that is the direction that God was leading us at a time. So coming here, and then we have to demand it that we have to, uh, to start a ministry as well. So when we get here, you know, starting everything, it was a little challenging because it's like you're pulling, you're putting every of your effort in, you're really committed and dedicated to the process, but things, you know, things are slow. And God is just like, I'm just 
like just trying to build you. So at least number one, you get used to the environment, you get used to the new system, you get the people get to know who you are. So it was it was a process. I mean like the now it's been five years. Now it used about the first three years was a really struggle and challenging. And God he just said, This is where I, I want you to be and, and and at that time God is just making things easy on the other end, like things that could have been complicated, just making those things uh, easy. But the ministry was like, we need to do this, we need to do that. So we are very patient and just following uh, the guidance of God. And last year, uh, September last year, we were able to move, uh, have the church in a really, what we call like our home place. Uh, I mean, and since then, since last year, up to now, it's like the effort is now yielding. Because in the beginning, it was like, whatever we're doing is now working. You know, like, oh, are we failing in ministry? But from last year, we have now one year uh, in that venue, and things are just coming together. I mean, I mean, just like we're giving praise to God. So, so it, I mean, it was rough. Let me say a challenge again, an environment where your mama, your your papa, they are not, you know, family members to be trying to start things all from ground, uh, ground zero. But now uh, all of those things just, just coming together and they are just paying off. Hmm. So tell me about you going through it. So you're, you've got these four years <laughs> of just challenge and complications and loneliness and it's just it's just really tough so how did you hold on to your success mindset during all of that so i how we get don't even ask the family is just we we knew that god is the one who has called and um we were very uh very very obedient to that command uh so because he said this is the law that i am giving to you uh and you guys shall be fruitful in the land. I'm making room for you in this land, and you shall be fruitful. So that that message is not like upon us that I'm making room for you, and you shall be fruitful in the land. And we add on to that word, and we just begin to just uh, just see people here and there that we can add value to, them, that we can be a blessing to, and God does not begin to pull the increase. You know, the thing is, um, we have to be faithful the process if we want to be successful we have to be faithful to the process so you cannot just give up at just trying things one time or just doing it a little bit so we were very faithful to to that to the success of the ministry we are very committed it's like this is it i mean and especially when you know that this is your purpose this is your calling this is what god has committed into your hands so we were very faithful very committed and we're just asking people, spiritual leaders, those who have gone ahead of us, to just uh, be body bearers with us, to just be able to encourage us in the process. And I mean, uh, we hear a lot of positive things, and God will be confirming his words, like, yes, you guys are here for a reason, you guys are here for a reason. And we just stay committed, and we stay faithful to the process. Because it, it's easy to, to just give up. It's easy to just fall back. But when you fully committed, when we, we are fully committed and we are obedient to the last letter, and this now begin uh, to work, to come together. So it is a process. Hmm. Yeah, it's beautiful. The things I picked up out of what you were saying is, first of all, you were very confident that God had called you. You had a clear call, a clear vision. He's going to make room. He's going to make you fruitful. And that was your kind of, 
that was what you were holding on to the whole time. <laughs> yes. And I love that you said you were praying all the way through it and you were having other people pray for you and with you. And then I yes. loved when you said, and we just kept finding people to bless. So I, mm. I love this, that part of the process is the focus on God, of course, and prayer and the vision. But then you just get busy doing what he's got for you today. And that's so important. Instead of feeling sorry for yourself, sitting around, looking back, um, to just do what you can do today. Even if, like for you, even if it wasn't, you know, it was like, okay, this maybe doesn't have anything to do with building the ministry. Maybe this has to do with being nice to somebody (laughs) who needs help at the grocery store, you know, to do what he gives you to do each day. So what do you think, Victoria, what do you think is the number one reason that people give up their power in Christ? So, uh, I mean, there are so many, so many things, but I think uh, number one thing is sometimes people believe the lies of the enemy and, Mm -hmm. and they believe that they do not have the strength to do it. So they believe the life of the enemy and believe that, you know, who am I? I'm just this minor person. I'm just this small person. Meanwhile, God is saying, you are a virtuous woman. You are a man of balance. Whether it's he that is in you, that he that is the world. So some people, they, they lose their identity in Christ. And because of that, they find it challenging to be able to step up to that place. But where we can... Uh, no, we know who we are, we identify with Christ, and we know the calling of God upon our lives. I think it, it makes it easier that when you know the path, when you know where you're going, and when you know that, you know what, this is the end game, and I have God going with me. I have the backing of the Almighty God. I have, I ha- I have people behind me. It, it's going to make it easy. But sometimes people uh, lose their self-identity and they lose their self-confidence in the process, and they just be like, oh, I don't, I don't even know if I can do this. I don't even know if I can make it. I don't even know if this will work out. And they begin to doubt themselves and doubt what God is able to do, and then that is when things begin to fall apart. Yeah, I, I mean, I, th- I, love, I love everything you said there. I'm thinking about um, as long as I'm thinking that it's about me and my power, my ability to do this, Reality check is that I am going to burn out. I am going to run out of steam. I am going to run out of love. I am going to run out of patience. I'm going to run out of everything if it's all about me. But if it's God's Holy Spirit living through me and I'm clear about who God is, that changes the whole game, right? That changes everything. Yes. That changes everything. That changes everything. You know, we used to have this saying that the God factor makes all the difference. So because you're <laughs> taking yourself out of the equation, but now you're using God factor. So, and that makes all of the difference. Now it's not just about you, but it's about God, who is great, who is mighty, who can do everything, who with nothing is impossible. And when you begin to think, uh, big like that, begin to acknowledge the the mighty of God, the, the, the strength of God. I mean, it gives you the courage. It gives you the, the, the faith, the confidence. It does say, you know what? I cannot fail because I have the big G-O-D behind me. Yeah, right. I, I love that, the big G-O-D. And <laughs> Actually, what's making me laugh right now is I we just got in. This is funny. We just got a new dog like two weeks ago. My husband got uh-huh. a dog, 
And he wasn't sure he was supposed to get this dog. He's he's vacillating back and forth. Should I get the dog? Should I not get the dog? Should I get the dog? Should I not get it? So we went to church and he was talking to the pastor's wife and he said, he said, I'm thinking about getting a dog, but I'm just not sure. And she goes, oh yeah, you should get it. Dog is just dog spelled backwards. (laughs) Which I thought was the funniest thing. (laughs) Anyway, when you spelled out God, God, that's what came to my mind was this random rabbit trail thought about our dog. (laughs) Our dog being a little cute. God backwards. But honestly, we're talking about the power in Christ. And let's go back to talking about the lie part because um, the number one lie that Satan puts forward on mankind is that God is not as good as he says he is, that God right. is not to be trusted. And that's the first one with Eve. He said, God really didn't mean that, that he couldn't have meant that. I'm sure he didn't mean that. He's really not out for your good as much as you think he is. He's really just protecting himself. And if you just eat this apple seed, then you'll just be in a much better position. And so all the time, these lies are coming that it's really about me making sure I take care of me um, because God isn't quite as good as he says he is. And that's when we run out of gas is when we start, I mean, our love tanks, our tanks of power are so limited compared to God's. I mean, we're just teeny tiny, but God's is unlimited. And so as long as we're tapping into his strength, his power, his love, his grace, his forgiveness, all of those kind of things, then ours is also limitless. And we can tell right away when we're tapping into our own because we're exhausted. We're just, we don't have any left. And if we have some, it's just for a short period of time and then we run out. Uh, So, so this, this hanging on to Jesus as holding on to who he is the truth about him and that he wants, well, that was my last book that I wrote, Flow Through Vessel, that it's not about me performing, trying for God. It's about me letting God live through me, that I am the flow through vessel like a straw. And all I am doing is I'm just taking the love of God from God through me now to someone else. You know, Uh the power of God through me to the circumstance that's happening here. So to just keep that real clear, um, you have a, you have, you talked about in your book that your success is closer than you think and you, you teach what to do while you're waiting. So tell us a little bit about that. Yes. Yes. Oh, you know, like you shared earlier on. So when, uh, when you, when we are trying to view uh, failure or we are just trying to give up, we are almost as closer to that breakthrough that if we can just persist a little bit, we're going to get there if we can just persist a little bit. And this you know, uh, bring me back to like the story in the Bible in Genesis, I believe it was Genesis chapter 26, when Isaac um when God begins to prosper Isaac in that land, you no, know, was in a strange land, and he was trying to get water. You know, he was trying to get water for his animals to be able to to be able to take care of them. So the first well that he did, and I mean, and the Bible said that was the that was the well of his father Abraham. You know, that they abandoned, nobody was to use them. But he came because he needed water, and he dig this well. And as he was digging, when he got to when he got to the water, all of the you know, the 
And before the land came, I said, no, no, this is our water. And they said possession of it. And he went on for the second well, and then he did the second well. And they came again, they strove with him on that well, and they took possession of it. But he did not stop there. Because when I feel like I did it the first time, these people take over everything. I did it the second time. What is the guarantee that if I do it again, that, that they won't? that they won't take it away from me. But no, he just moved on. He just pressed forward. And he did the third time. He did the word the third time, and he found water. And at this time, these people, did, they did not fight with him. They did not pick a fight. They just let him be. And he was like, wow, indeed, God has made room for us. So if he has given up at the second attempt, he wouldn't have had this word. He wouldn't have had the breakthrough that he was expecting. And like I shared from earlier on, if I had given up on the second attempt of me passing mm-hmm. the, my board exam, because I did it the first time and I failed, I mean the second time I did and I failed, and I said, I'm like, you know what? Maybe I shouldn't go again. I shouldn't try it again. But if I didn't go just one more step, I will have, I will have lose the miracle. I will have, I mean, I probably maybe I wouldn't be here now having all this opportunity. But no, I was like, no, I am not giving up. I'm almost closer. And I tried it, and it happened. So, so the thing is, in life, you are almost closer. You are almost closer because all of the effort that you have been putting in, everything is going to add up. It's just like you hammering something. It's not just the one hammering that will break things apart, but all of the effort ahead of time that you have been putting in, everything will we, we come together. So if you, if someone just leaves, just right there, and then you see somebody else just come and just eat it one time, and then he gets to enjoy all of the labor that you are putting. So just think like, no, it is one more step, one more step, because you never know which one is going to open up that breakthrough for you. You never know which action is going to launch you into the greater destiny that God has for you. That is what the enemy will do. It will make you to stop because he knows God has something bigger for you. It will make you to want to quit. It will make you to want to faint of heart and just be like, I don't want to do this anymore. But just look at it like, no, you are closer than you think. You are so closer than you think. And at that moment, it just begins to have the smell of success, begin to be in that environment of success. And before you know it, you will get the energy and you will be able to get to that point. And you will have that success. You will have it. You are almost there. And that is where the resilience will come in, not giving up, giving it everything you can to be able to arrive at that destination. Mm, yeah, beautiful. I'm thinking of a thunderstorm as you're talking about this, the persistence to wait a little bit more to just keep going. And, you know, a thunderstorm you can see coming for a while, and maybe you can mm. even see the lightning off in the distance. And pretty soon, maybe you start to hear the thunder. It's getting close enough now that you can hear the thunder. And then if you count how long, you know, how long uh, after the lightning, the, the, the thunder comes, and you can tell how many miles away, you know, one second per mile. And you can tell, okay, now it's five miles away. You know, now it's four miles away. But what happens is as the storm gets closer to you, it gets louder 
and it gets brighter because it's closer to you. And there's a principle yeah. too that as something, you know, the bigger, the bigger the thing is that you're trying to accomplish for God, the longer, you know, not necessarily the longer it'll take, but the reality is that the storm clouds, the storm clouds will be bigger and the lightning will mm-hmm. be brighter uh, as it gets closer to coming to fruition. It will feel almost like it's worse, like it's worse and worse, like there's less and less chance of this ever happening. Uh, it's just a principle. And, and so you just want to know that even when it looks really, really black, mm-hmm. that that's actually, that's actually, you know, they say it's always darkest right before the dawn, that that's actually yeah. meaning that you're getting very close now to seeing the fruition of this promise yeah. that God gave you. And it kind of goes back to, again, um, did God, did God call you to do this? Is this what you're supposed to be doing? And if it Mm. is, then don't let go. Then just be faithful that, you know, the whole point of this program today is resilience, the power of resilience and persistence. Even if it looks very bleak, even if everything seems to be pointing against it, if God calls you to it, then don't let it go. Don't let it go. Don't let it go. You know, I, I always tell people, I'm like, there is always, you know, it's like there is always an expiration date to the time that you're waiting to, for that thing to happen. There is always an expiration date. I mean, people, like you said, mentioning about the storm, the storm will come and then it will hang. It will hang, right? So just look at it like that. Well, you know what? At this moment that I'm waiting, this, this process. We soon be over. So it's like you have to you have to take the first step before you get to the second step. But the first step might take longer, but when you're looking at like, you know what, this is soon gonna be over and I will be able to get to the next level. And that will give you the momentum, that will give you the grace, that will give you the courage. I you know what? You are almost there because everything in life that I face is and there is a process and we cannot jump the process. So the process may be the time you're waiting. It may be the time that you are going through things. It may be the time you are preparing for your big break. The process is there. It just to help you. So at least when the break to actually come, you are ready. So stay resilient. Stay resilient. Don't give up. Don't give up. You know, they said um, quitters never win. And winners, they do not quit. They don't give up. So have that the resilience will I am not giving up. No I except if it's like this is not what God is calling you to do. If you are on the wrong path, then we have to reassess. But if this is what God has called you to do and it's a little bit shady, it's like things are not coming together, just just stay put. Just stay put. You know the Bible says that weeping may endure through the night. But let me tell you, let me tell you joy comes in the morning <laughs> amen <laughs> yeah it's really it, it is it is such a great principle that uh the phrase you know the catchphrase this came to pass uh but mm-hmm. everything comes to pass nothing is going to stay the only thing that stays is god you know i mean the the word is eternal but but everything else is coming to pass i mean it's just it's here for a bit uh just if it's horrible, if it's really intense and hard and difficult, it came to pass. It's just for a short period of time. 
and if it mm-hmm. if it's really wonderful, well, I mean, just embrace it. It came to pass. It's not it's not lasting either. Everything is flowing. You don't just get to this point, whatever the point is, and then stay there for the rest of your life. It's all changing all the time. So to be uh, to be prepared for that and and to recognize that if this is an excruciating pain pain point in your life, this too will pass. This too will pass. Let's talk about getting ready, preparing for the big breaks. And I want to spend a little bit of time on this because um, there, there really is, there. I would say that most of the people that any of us look at and say, wow, they're so lucky. Wow. They're so, that's so amazing that that happened. If you were to see what happened before they got lucky or before that amazing thing happened, you would you would recognize that they were they were being prepared for it. I like to think yes. of because um, you know working with so many Christian women speakers, um, I, I I like to think of Joyce Meyer's story. Joyce Meyer mm. has got just a huge huge ministry. She just affects millions of people around the world, especially women, but men too. And and she has this really horrible horrible story. Her life story was very painful, and mm-hmm. um, you know she she experienced a lot of pain. She's actually had to overcome tremendous amount of her own control issues where, you know, she just, because of the pain in her life, she was such a controlling person and mm-hmm. God just really had to break that out of her. You look at her platform today and you say, well, you know, I'm a speaker. I sure wish I could be like Joyce Meyer, but then you just want to step back and say, well, you know, God really created her for that. She didn't yes. just happen to become uh, the Joyce Meyer we see now today. It was a lifetime of preparation, including a lot of really hard things to prepare her to do what he's got her doing today. And when you're looking at your life, you might be like, all I've got is the hard things. I don't have any of the platform. I don't have any of the other stuff. But honestly, wherever you are today, God has got work for you to do right where you are today. And the principle is if you are faithful in a little you will be given much. And it is critically important for us to be faithful with the little things. I remember, Victoria, years ago, I was changing diapers, and um, <laughs> I had this thought of, you know, it's just such a waste, you know, just all of this time, and it's just such a hassle. And and God just really prompted in my spirit. It doesn't matter if you're changing diapers or standing in front of a group of women speaking, Marty. It's all to be service to me, all of it. It's the same. So when we're doing something that seems menial in the background, invisible to the world, maybe even stinky, um, if we do it for God, if we do it with his love flowing through us doing it, it, there's an eternal reward in that, just like there's a eternal reward in doing anything for God, whether it's seen or unseen. And so I think that when we're talking about preparing for your big break, the way to prepare for a big break is to walk (laughs) faithfully in the little stuff, to be faithful. And you could check, you know, check, check your finances, check your time, check your thought life, check your conversations, check, you know, check your Bible study, check what are you doing with the small stuff? What are you doing in the seasons when you're not having a big break? So Victoria, tell us about your perspective on this. I know you write about it in your book, about how to prepare 
how to prepare yes. yourself for <laughs> Exactly. And I know like in the book I think I have uh, I have three points there. I have three points that I put down that can help you to prepare yourself for the break. I mean and I have that and I have a few more that I can add on to them. I mean, uh number one day I put it like be grateful for today. Uh, and I and I share with people mm-hmm. like no, there come a time in your life that you want to stop and smell the roses around you. You know sometimes we are so consumed about what, where we're going, we are so consumed about what we want happen that we forget about what is currently happening. You know one of my friends say sometimes we are. We're so concerned, saying, oh, God is here to answer my prayers. But there are some prayers that we didn't even pray that God has answered. He said, if we can think in that mm-hmm. area, that would make mm-hmm. us to be more grateful for the thing. So you want to be grateful for what you currently have. Have a, a, an attitude of gratitude. Because uh, not even the Bible says, when there is hope, you know, there is life, when there is hope, there is life. So just be just be grateful for that. I know what things could have been worse, but the fact that you know what you are still where you are right now in the plan of God. God has a plan for you. So just stop, take a moment of reflection, count your many blessings. Mm-hmm. Take a look around you, see the things that you see on every day, and just be grateful. And just be grateful. You know, uh, you know my background as a registered nurse. You know, I still work in a big hospital. And I see so many things. And at the end of the day, I'm like, God, I am so grateful. I am so grateful that I'm in a position to help other people. So be grateful. Be grateful for what is currently happening right now. Have the attitude for gratitude. If you are grateful for the little things, if you appreciate God for the little things, you will get bigger, bigger things. And the second thing that I share in my book, The Power of Resilience, is that every day make a positive declaration over your life. See, in my home, every day we read the Philippians 4.19 that says, I can, the Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So every day make a positive declaration. People call it words of affirmation. Every day put things different places that you can see that can remind you of the greatness that is within you, the future, the great plan that God has for you. You know he said in his word, I have a great plan for you, the plan of good, of peace, not of evil, to give you an expected end. So every time declare that. Say, I'm a winner. I am not a loser. I am a victor. I am not a victim. God has made room for me. Things are working for my good. And me and just and just declare that every single day, don't let any negativity to take your energy. Don't let any negativity to stop your energy. Make that positive declaration over your life every now and then. And also, I put in the book, no. Maintain a cheerful composure, you know, and, and it has to do with you no know, being being grateful, having that gratitude uh, mindset. You know, um, ask where you are going, ask where you are going, have that have that uh, cheerful faith. Don't be 
burdened. Don't be burdened. There may be so many things going on around you, but you want to walk like a winner. You want to you want to let the enemy know that you know. I know where I am going. I know the the plan that God has for me. So you don't want to. You don't want to succumb to any negativity. You don't want to. You don't want the enemy to take advantage of that. That time that you're waiting, but you are preparing your mindset. You are getting ready for that. For that big break, you are just getting ready. You have this this joy of the Lord that is your strength. So I enjoy your person. Positive attitude, just being very, very charismatic, and that is helping you prepare for your big break. And another thing that is, uh, it's not in the book. You know, the time that you're preparing for your big break is the time to develop your character. Is the time to develop your skills. It is time to to just be like, which area do I need to get better? You know, like I said earlier, sometimes some things are delayed because we are in a process. We are we are like in a grooming phase that God wants us to be groomed. God wants us to advance so that when we get to that point, we are able to endure and do everything. So while you are getting ready for your big break, begin to what skills do you have to perfect? What things do you have to get good at? You know, because what you used to before, you have to step up from that. So all of those skills being a training ground for you so that when the big break comes, you know how to how to handle yourself. You know how to present yourself. And so those things begin to come together. Hmm. I love it. I was thinking about um, how during the 14 years that our family owned a restaurant and a retail store, um, it was very frustrating. Several, most of those years, I was not allowed to go out and speak very much at all, even though I'm a speaker and I love to speak. I, 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 I'm, I can tell I'm born to speak because I never feel more alive than when I'm in front of a group of women. And so, um, but for 10 whole years, I didn't get to go very much. I could only go if it was a pinch hit situation because I just, God had me focusing on the businesses, the family businesses. But little did I know that during those years, he was preparing me so that when I went now, like um, I'm going to Africa next week, when I, when I go, I get to, I get to teach at, um, at business women's conferences because I have been a business owner and he was preparing me for all that. I I have so many stories of being a boss and of, of, you know, managing and coordinating people and projects and priorities and businesses. And I wouldn't have had those if he had me doing what I'm, I'm certain that I'm created to do was to speak. Um, If he had me doing that the whole time, then I wouldn't be equipped to do it in the way I get to do it now. And so exactly, as, you're, yeah. Yeah, as you're waiting for God to um, open the door and you're sure this is, this is definitely a vision I have from God. This is a mission I'm on from God. This is why I'm on earth. I know I'm supposed to do this. I know that this is in my future. Yes. And I love how you talked about a lot of the time while you're waiting, it's because it's a timing thing. And you have time to learn skills, to build character, to grow more dependent on God, to become patient in a way at a level you weren't before. All of those things are hugely advantageous to your ministry that he's calling you into later. And, and so to just recognize, once again, if it looks like you're 
failing at achieving the mission or vision or goal that God has in your heart, it's probably, as long as you're walking with God, it's probably just a timing issue that you just have to walk it out, just like a baby's nine-month gestation. I mean, that's it's uh-huh. not going to come back. You know, an oak tree, you know, takes 15, 30 years to get to full height. Um, you don't know how long the gestation period is. God knows, but you yeah. don't. So to just rest in it, um, one of the things real quicker at the end, let's talk about rewards because, um, God, you know, God uses, God uses eternity. He uses this amazing descriptions of heaven, you know, streets of gold and pearly gates and all, all this stuff. He uses all this to to help us to choose yes i want god i want god i want heaven instead of hell i want god instead of not god so how do you use rewards in your life to to encourage your heart uh, i mean that is a very 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 uh good thing because the, like um all of us we have things that we really want to achieve and there are purposes that God uh, has put in our mind, things that he wants us to see. And when you look at, when you focus on the rewards and looking, and especially for us in ministries or people that God has called to lead people, you are looking at the reward of those people who will actually be uh, beneficiaries from your life. I mean, just imagining, like you said, those delivering uh, business uh, for business women and all of those things, and just looking at their lives being transformed, that, wow, you can take them from nothing to something. Well, when we focus on the reward, not just only for you personally now, because sometimes when we focus on ourselves, we, we may lose the sight of him. But when you focus on the, on the bigger goal, looking at People whose lives will be touched, people mm-hmm. whose lives will be transformed, people who, like they will say, uh, in the next day, in the next year, 10 years, they'll be like, if not because of you, Victoria, if not because of you, uh, Mary, if not, I won't be able to get on this. So you want to look at that and, that, and that will help you. And I always, and I tell people, I said, in this, in this life, there are people's destinies that are attached to some of us, that if we are not successful in our calling, they are not successful. That if you are not being fruitful in what God has called you to, these people will not be successful, will not make it in life. So when you think about the reward, looking, thinking about people whose lives are going to be transformed, looking about people whose destinies will be forever changed, whose families will be transformed. Mm-hmm. I mean, those things we motivate you to be able to be able to do more. I mean, and also even just looking at yourself, how your life as a person will have changed, how your life as a person will have transformed, how will your own space, personal space, will have grown. Be like, wow, if God can do that for me, oh my God, I can trust Him for anything. I can believe Him for anything, and those things really uh, help you to just be like to stay on course, to stay on track until that big break comes. <laughs> I love it. So uh, I always say, you know, I always say for myself, like leading somebody to Christ is probably the greatest joy in this life. I don't, I don't know. It, I think it has to be right up there with the most amazing experience to lead somebody to Christ. 
And then I think second after that, just in an ongoing way, second after that is when I see that God has changed me. You know, I used to have a thought process that was painful to me, and now I'm free. I used to have a habit that was painful, and now I'm free. When I see that God has changed me, you know, that that joy that comes in having that freedom in Christ, uh, those are two huge rewards that we get to experience as we walk with God um, having, and then like what you said, affecting the lives of others to, to know that something we say, something we do um, can be used by God. I, uh, there's that song to be used of God, you know, and th- there's just, there's just some, uh, there, I don't know. For me, there's really no greater joy than to be used by God. <laughs> <laughs> No, no I, greater joy. I'm telling you, no greater joy yeah. than that. Oh, that's awesome. So, Victoria, tell us a little bit about, did, did, were you raised in the United States? Actually, no. So, I was born and, and raised in Nigeria. That is a country uh, in Africa. So, I was born and raised there. And in 2003, uh, God just said, this is time to get out of the country. I have never been outside of Nigeria until 2003. So, and then I came into the United States. So, and since then, I've been here. So I, I, mean, I started college back in Nigeria before I came here, and then I just continued here. And just God has just been faithful, just opening one door to another. So it's just been a blessing so far. And did, were you married when you came to the States? No, no, I was single when I came in. <laughs> I, I, I met my husband here. Uh, we met uh, towards the end of uh, of 2003, and in 2004, we got married. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. And now you guys have a church in Houston? Yes, we married. We have a church in Houston, our Destiny Star International Church. Yes, we have a church in uh, Houston, and we are blessed. Uh, God has blessed the family, uh, blessed us with three wonderful children, uh, blessed with two boys and one girl. Oh, that's so great. And are they still at home or are they adults? No, my uh, I have a 12 in middle school, 10, uh, 10 elementary, and then 6-year-old. So they are, see, they are see young, keeping me uh, busy and active, of course. <laughs> that's awesome. That is so awesome. Well, it has been such a delight to have you here. Love your book, The Power of Resilience. You guys need to check that out, The Power of Resilience by Victoria and uh, Victoria, God bless you. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you so much, Mary. Thank you for having me. I really, I really enjoyed this conversation, and I hope everyone listening has been blessed. Thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for what you do. Thank you for what you do. I really thank God for your life, and I pray for more grace. I pray for the strength of God, and I pray that God continues to open more doors for you and continue to use you for his glory. Oh, thank you so much. Well, God bless you. Have a great day. And you guys want to make sure to check out the book, The Power of Resilience by Victoria Shounami. And we have a couple minutes left, so I am just going to tell you about a couple things that are coming up. First of all, um, next week, if you're listening live, next week we're going to do a program over at um, Marketing on Purpose, not Marketing with a Purpose, at um, at Facebook. Just the one moment. I'm going to pull that up and make sure I get the right name for you on that 
So um, we just recently did a a survey of our uh, women speakers at womenspeakers.com. Marketers on a mission. That's it. The Facebook page, Marketers on a Mission. And uh, one of the things that came out was I think 87%, it was a huge percent of our speakers hate self-promotion. And I think that is so beautiful because honestly, it's just talking about the heart that isn't really all about, look at me, look at me, look at me. You know, the whole purpose is trying to have uh, the opportunity to have others look at Jesus, but then God wants to use us to have that happen. So during this program, um, there's several, there's several sections. Mine is Tuesday afternoon, uh, September 24th. I believe it is at, um, um, I think it is at 3 p.m., possibly 3 p. I think 3 p.m. Eastern time, but you can go to Facebook and go to Marketers on a Mission and find out the exact time for that. Also, um, there is a Speaker Communicators Conference. So it's the Communicators Conference that's coming in February. I'll be keynoting it. It's hosted by um, Felice Gerowitz of the Ultimate Christian Communicators Conference. It's going to be in Tampa, Florida in February of 2020 and if you are a Christian communicator which means that you either are a speaker a writer a podcaster a blogger someone that is in Christian communication or in communication as a Christian we're going to get together and really have some good training on how to prepare yourself um, to do a great job at it as well as how to prepare your business structure all that kind of stuff and then how to actually um, how to actually do it and then how to market it so that you can make a living at it or whatever it is that God has in your heart to do. So those things are coming up. I do leave for Africa in uh, 10 days. Oh, my goodness. Um, I have this amazing opportunity to go speak. I'll be speaking 26 times at six different conferences in four countries on two continents. And it's going to be a whirlwind, crazy, insane, busy time of just watching God work and change lives, bringing perspective transformation to the women of Africa and Asia. So be praying for me. We'll be right here next Wednesday. And then we're going to actually play some uh, replays of some favorite shows coming up while I'm out of the country. So be prepared for that. And I look forward to seeing you next time. Until then, take care. And I'll see you over at Marnie.com. Bye-bye.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.